Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode to Bravo East Coast Housewives. It's your main bitch, per usual. This is Kim Hasera. And you know what? I can't even believe that we all know and we've heard the devastating, maybe not devastating, but like I'm kind of pissed off, but I will get over it because life moves on, don't we know? Rony Reunion. We all heard that it was canceled. I am kind of mad. I think it's ridiculous that they wanted to cancel it. We clearly, clearly can see and have an understanding of why. And this is what Bravo says. Due to scheduling issues, we are not able to do the reunion for Real Housewives of New York. Okay, that was not verbatim, but they basically said because of schedule conflicts, they're not able to film it. I think that's a load of shit. That's a crock load of shit. We all know it. We all know Ramona doesn't want to be on blast with her white fragility, let's say. Now, here's the thing, though, and there's lots of talks on the Instagram, on the Twitter, even though I don't have Twitter, whatever. There's a lot going around. Some people think that Ebony kind of threw out the whole race thing within each episode. Okay, okay, whatever. Some people are saying this is ridiculous that, you know, you're not giving Ebony a platform to kind of talk about the shit that went on and how everyone can fucking basically learn from what the fuck happened that particular season. I think there's a lot of learning moments uh, and I just think it's important that they should have shown that. Now, there's some other people that are saying... This is great that it's canceled because Roni has been fucked up for a while, not just from this past season, but from previous seasons. So people want to reboot. I know that some people did get uncomfortable with Ebony constantly talking about race, but here's what I'm saying here. So I think these girls get on these shows the housewives, right? They get on these shows and then they begin to have a fan base, even though I believe Ebony did have a fan base with all the other stuff that she was doing with her, what was it, radio or something. I personally don't know her past as far as what she was doing, but I know that she's been in media for a while now. But all these women, they come on these housewife shows and they're like, okay, I'm a housewife. Cool. Let's do some shade. Let's do this and blah, blah, blah. And then what happens? They end up getting interested in something, uh, aka Luann, wanting to be a cabaret star. And guess what? She used her platform as a housewife, right? She used her platform to fucking get there. That's great. Good for you. Candace, good old Candace. Okay, so look at Candace. She comes on, she's a housewife, cute little thing, whatever. She starts up so much shit. She is a crazy ass biatch on Twitter, but everyone loves it. What is she doing? She's trying to have this music career. How is she doing this? Oh, wait, because she has a platform on Bravo. She is a housewife. People like her and hate her at the same time. She's getting the publicity. So she's capitalizing on that. And you know what? It's smart. Good for you. Ebony's just doing it differently. She didn't want to be a fucking pop star or whatever, all this kind of shit, author, blah, 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 because all the Bravo stars are doing books now, too. Leah's doing one. 
how do you think and why do you think she's doing that? Do you really think that she'd be able to do this book and people would actually want to buy it if she was just the married to the mob person? Probably not. I don't know. That's just my own opinion. But Ebony used her platform as a housewife for what she wanted to use it for. And I applaud her for that. I don't understand. I, I don't understand why people think it's such a terrible thing. It's an uncomfortable thing, yes, but she was just using her platform the way that she wanted to. And, you know, no one's getting on any other housewife when they're trying to use their platform to do what they want to do. So that kind of, it bothered me. I didn't think that was really, I don't think it's necessary for people to kind of come hard at this whole thing with the race thing. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but reality is reality. Now, if you're talking about reality TV, this is some reality shit. So I would have loved to seen the Roni reunion. I was looking forward to how they could rehash the season and how Ramona could, I guess you could say, defend herself. But like, you know, everyone could come to terms and kind of come to a peaceful, hey, this is what happened. We're going to talk it out. Everything's cool. Let's move on and let's learn from this shit, which technically they're supposed to do that with every season anyways, with any reunion is to talk about the season, move on, get your shit out and be done with it. So I'm bummed out that I'm not going to have any fun quotes from Sonia Morgan and ridiculous shit from Miss Ramona from this Roni reunion. Where's the future for Real Housewives of New York. Where is it? Do we see it going anywhere? I feel like at this point, just because they scratched the reunion. Oh, here's another thing too. It's just coming to my mind. Other reason why I think that they canceled it was obviously the race thing that I said earlier, but also I think it's because they didn't want to have these crazy ass blow ups on social media because a lot of these shows nowadays most of the drama at this point comes from fucking social media and then they bring it into the shows if you think about it. Candace is very great at that. So I think they didn't want this to blow up in their face because if you think about it, Real Housewives, the all-star shit, that's on Peacock. I don't know if it was just released, but Ramona's on that. They're going to want people to watch that. And if Ramona says some stupid shit in the reunion then they're going to be like, well, fuck this. I'm not going to watch that. Whatever. Bye. They're going to lose ratings. They're going to lose ratings. And at the end of the day, Bravo Network is in it for the money. Sorry to say that. I love you, Andy, even though you are not Bravo CEO. And that's the other thing, too. We can't get on Andy's ass, too. He is not the one that makes those decisions. He is not. So... Yeah, I don't know. They don't want to lose ratings. And I really do feel that they never really wanted to get rid of Ramona. I really don't think that they ever did. And unless they listen to the majority of people that are really disappointed with Ramona, I don't know, will the show get canceled altogether? Should it just be a full reboot? I don't know. Do I want to see the show go? No, because I fucking love the show. But there's just too much to say right now with everything that happened with the breaking news that the reunion is canceled, I think this is literally the first reunion of any franchise that has gotten canceled before. And it's messed up. So we'll see if there's any explanation further. I I don't know if it'll be brought up in a Watch What Happens Live or if Andy will do something in his radio show or whatever, or we'll just hear it from someone leaking shit. But it's disappointing and fuck that. 
I don't know. I guess they wanted to end it the way that they did. And I feel like there's a lot of unresolved things with Roni. But in life, sometimes shit doesn't get resolved. And then you just got to move on with it. And that's that. So the reunion is canceled. Um... But you know what? Don't fret here, people, because we got some new shit coming up. Vanderpump Rules, okay, next week. Holy fuck. Hopefully that will be great. I do have to say Salt Lake City is delivering for me. Jenny's daughter needs her own fucking snowflake or, I don't know, snowman or whatever. She is fucking great, and I I love her. She is my favorite out of all the fucking Housewives shows at this point, people. Now, we're going to get into Real Housewives of Potomac moment, right? We're going to talk about Candace's driving, driving, and the cars aren't at the park. We need a car to film the shoot. What the fuck? So we're going to talk about that. So here we are at the main event. So we start off good old Candace's house. And guess who's there? Mama Dorothy. Mama D, she's back, honey. She is back and she is still getting under Candace's fingernails. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, Candace, you are a special girl to have her as your mother. Like, holy shit. I, uh, it's, it's crazy. So you would think that Mama Dorothy would be there to be like, oh, your house is so beautiful, but hell to the no. She's Mama Dorothy. She's not going to do that shit. She looks at Candace, looking at the interior design of this shit and what Candace and Chris want to do. And they're in their like living room or something, fireplace room, whatever the fuck. Beautiful couch, if you ask me. She looks at Candace and she's like, well, I mean, this is great for a first apartment. What the fuck? Oh my God. Okay. So clearly we know that Mama Dorothy has super high ass standards for everyone on this earth and even everyone who's not on this earth at this point. So she's crazy, but I found that to be hilarious at the same time. She's trying to help Candace, let's say, with her interior decorating. But is she really helping? Absolutely not. She is decorating herself and she is trying to show Candace how to fluff, in fact, a pillow. Mama Dorothy, there's a fucking cardboard cutout of you in your own room. How much more narcissistic, or as Ramona would say, how much more narcissistic, how much more narcissistic can you be? I wonder what her and Ramona would do if they met each other. Do you think they'd be friends? They are both such elitists of themselves. I don't know. Do you think that they actually could be good friends? Who knows? Now that is a show. That is a show that I would love to watch. I think that would bring some entertainment up to Wazoo. And if Bravo, you're looking for ratings, honey, I think that is it. So after Candace's house, we go and we learn that Giselle's daughter, Grace, finally passed her driver's permit test. Yeah, Grace, you go, girl, after five times, which, listen, it's okay. My friend, I think, failed twice, and she got it on her third time. I think I failed it once, and then I got it on my second time. So it's okay. She got it. So Giselle wanted to take her out on practice run before she went on the road. This is great. Giselle decided to go into a parking lot. And let me tell you, it was a church parking lot. And honey, Lord baby Jesus, thank you so much because that was a good call. Because Grace, you, you, I do have to say you have some work to, to, to do 
on that driving. I was a little, I was a little scared for you and your mom while you were in that parking lot. I do have to say, she's got, she's got the cone problem. She can't, she can't uh, drive away from the cone. She drives into them. So I was like, oh. But you know what? She's 16. She's learning. Giselle was good to put her in that parking lot to practice. That's good. But you need some work, Grace. But we still love you. So now we go to Mia's house and Mia is calling up her mom to check up on her. And she's like, hey, mom, I'd really love for you to get ice cream with me and the family this week. Let's try to, you know, arrange something. And then I guess she was talking about in her confessional. She has three other siblings, I believe. She has two sisters and a brother, I think. And one of the sisters lives with her mom. And she was talking about how her sister and her mom kind of have this codependency thing because that sister doesn't have any children where I think her other siblings do have children. So because her one sister doesn't have a child, she feels like they're kind of codependent and she's kind of forgotten in the forgotten one, let's say. So... That was kind of interesting to me. But then after she got off the phone with her mom, she was talking to her husband about the whole music video shoot with Candace and everything like that and how she thinks it's a little weird that Chris is managing Candace. Now, I guess what happened was whenever Mia took over as more of a CEO position than her husband, I guess he was coaching her in a way, but like kind of managing and she was basically saying it's it doesn't work out. When you have two people, particularly husband and wife, and you're going into business together, that shit is going to get messy. I mean, look at the Kardashians, for Christ's sakes. Like, they've had so much mess, let me tell you. But, you know, they have bajillions of dollars, so they don't give a fuck. I would say maybe 70% of the time, things get really bad, but I'm not married. So we'll just have to wait and see. Mia's husband did agree with her, though. He did say that it sometimes gets a little bit messy because if emotions come into play with the business stuff, it's not good. It is not good. But you know what is good? A good smell of a three-wick candle, honey. Yes, let's go to the Huger household. Yes, Karen, getting her homewares ready, her three-wick candle. That was kind of interesting. There's some shade about that. I will talk about that in a little bit. So she's talking about her candles and shit. But then you know what? Let's go to Wendy's house because she is now practicing her pitch to Eddie about her candle, homewares, and all this shit. So she presents the business plan to Eddie. And it's funny because the way that they edit it, of course, makes it seem like she was talking on and on and on. And you know what? Maybe she was. But I do have to say, she was speaking as Professor Wendy. She was speaking as Dr. Wendy as opposed to a CEO of a company. I don't know. That's just what I saw. And I have to say, if I was trying to invest in someone who's doing this, I don't know if I'd be down with it. So after she presents, Eddie looks at her and says, you know what, you have the vision, but like, why do you want to sell these candles? What do you want to spend out of your pocket? What's the financial projections here? You need to think about all this stuff, and I don't think you're really thinking about it. He didn't say that, but I'm probably pretty sure he was thinking that. But he did say at the end, as a good spouse would say, I am here to support you. So that was nice. We got the support from Eddie. Let's just see if Wendy can polish and edit her pitch. Now we're going to go to Uncle Lump's house. I believe we're going to Uncle Lump's house. Michael, Ashley, and the boys. They are meeting up for like a dinner or whatever. And of course, what do we hear? (gasps) Michael has a new business venture idea. Oh boy. Is it some sort of real estate thing? 
fuck no. This bitch wants to get in the movie business? What, Michael? (laughs) Come on, Michael. You are kind of like coming back this season from all the other crazy ass antics that you've done in the past. But dude, you want to do like a movie producing shit? Ugh. Uncle Lump and everyone else is listening and they're probably like, what the fuck is this? Uncle Lump says, you know what? Uh, This movie stuff, it's not a cousin to real estate. So, you know, you might want to think about that because I don't know, man. Did he just reach up for the moon or try to reach up for the moon? I'm very confused by this. Then Ashley comes back in and says, oh, yeah, well, you know, I think uh, Michael wants me to eventually be in, in the movie business, too, and be like an actress or whatever and I'm just like dude we can't have this this can't be another what was, I don't even remember her song coffee and shit coffee and whatever I can't even remember man but it can't be like this come to think of it I don't know if Michael actually was there I think it was just the three of them Ashley and the boys but anyways Michael wants to be in the movie business Ashley wants to be an actress or whatever I don't know we're gonna move on to Robin and Juan Speaking of real estate, they are looking for a commercial space for Robin's embellished company with her hats, which, by the way, they're fab. I have the love one, the white one. You should go get some. Yes. So they're looking for a bigger place for Robin's company because she's got like 15,000 orders or something. This was a nice moment because Robin kind of expressed herself to Juan as far as, you know, I understand that you want me to be doing more but I like that you're trying to coach me and everything, but maybe sometimes you just got to put down the whistle. So he's giving her tough love, but I don't think I would consider that tough love. Like what Giselle gave Robin was tough love because she did it in such a way that was empathetic, but also real, but supportive too. And I think Juan was just sort of talking out of anger and frustration and he wasn't really coming from a loving spot if you ask me now after she delivered that information to Juan she said you know what I want you to coach me but your delivery is is not motivating me it's making me feel worse especially when you're saying like that's unattractive Robin I can't deal with this I just need you to be more supportive It was a great conversation. He's like, you know what? I'll try that. Let's do it. I'm so sorry. And then we could move on. So then we go to the choreography session. Of Candace. Uh, uh. And she was saying that she doesn't really have dance technique. But let me tell you, Candace, I don't think it was that bad. I've seen people perform worse as far as them thinking that they can dance. So I respect that you can identify that maybe dancing isn't your strong point. So you know what? Claps up for you, snaps. I appreciate that. But you really weren't that bad. So don't even don't even think of it, honey. She did say that she spent over 10 thousand dollars with this one music video shoot like she's funding that shit herself now holy fuck I wish that I had ten thousand dollars like that to just you know chuck around every now and again she's feeling a lot of pressure but yes I would too bitch if I put down ten thousand dollars in this whole thing that's a lot that is pressure Oof, it's crazy so that was intense Chris calls her when she's at this session. She asks him about the car situation because I guess in this video, the only props that are used are cars. Expensive ass, luxurious cars. 
They wanted luxurious cars. They should have like called up one of the Beverly Hills housewives and asked to use their fucking Rolls Royce, fucking Camaro, whatever the fuck. Those expensive cars. They should have called up those girls. I'm sure they're friends on fucking Twitter and Instagram. Use what you got. So Chris says, yes, everything's taken care of. We're cool and everything will be great. And then she's talking about the husbandger thing and how she's stressed out. And this is where Mia was talking. The husband, manager, talent, wife. There's tension brewing here. And we can see it. We smell it. It's not good. So, but they're not going off the handle yet. I mean, like, there's no Tanya Harding with a fucking skate. You know, it's not like that. Hopefully it won't get there. But you can totally tell that there's some tension there. Now we're going to the day of the music video shoot. Making the video, MTV, oh yeah, oh yeah. Do you guys remember making the video? Oh my God, I fucking love that. One video, the one episode that I remember clear as day. Waiting for tonight, oh, when you will be here in my arms. J-Lo, baby. I remember the making of that video and I fucking loved it. I thought it was amazing. I loved the green. Was it a dress or bikini? I have no idea. But I loved what she was wearing. It was green. It was very like jungle-like. Yes. Waiting for tonight. Oh. So making the video, Candace is not on MTV doing this half an hour show, but that's okay. She's on a Bravo show and it's pretty much the whole episode. So day of the music video shoot. We're in a suburban parking lot, honey, with the tractor. <laughs> Where the fuck did that tractor come from? And it it came around like twice or three, three times, two or three times. I'm like, where is this coming from? Whose tractor is this and why are you here? <laughs> So all the girls arrive before Candace. You know, she's got to do that diva thing right. <laughs> and then, of course, Mama Dorothy's showing up because she wants to be in the music video. What? Let me say that again. Mama Dorothy shows up to this music video shoot because she wants to be in the music video of her daughter who's trying to be taken seriously as an artist. I'll give some silence on that. Now, eventually, Candace shows up with her team. And then someone else on her team basically says, hey, you know what? The cars aren't coming. We got a problem. Blah, 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 blah. And she's like emotionally crying. She's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm about to kill Chris. All this stuff. The anxiousness. The freak out comes. But you know what? She's pretty poised on the camera. We don't really see her say good night like she did with Monique. And then the whole drag me thing happens. She was pretty composed, surprisingly. So she's saying that Chris messed the fuck up and she calls him. And what happens? He doesn't answer. You know why? Because he's busy. He's busy. But eventually we see him come to the shoot. But we'll get there. So when this all happens... Candace is trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Mia's talking to Mama Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy, Mama D, I'm Mia, hello, hello. And they're getting acquainted. And then all of a sudden, Mia, Mia's pulling the Garcelle. And I do appreciate it. Let's just think. Garcelle talks about money. And she's like, Sutton, where did you get your money from? Sutton's like, what? Mia is just doing the same thing. And listen, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's quite funny. If someone were to ask me, I would be like, damn, I wish I could tell you that I had shit tons of money. Life is fabulous. But you know what? No one's asking me that shit. So I kind of know where I stand. (laughs) Mia is asking Mama Dorothy, 
so Mama D, is Chris coming to the shoot? And then Mama Dorothy spitting out her shade all the fucking time. I don't think she likes Chris. I really don't. Or she's just pissed off that Candace actually found a guy that is like truly obsessed with her and is a good partner for her. And maybe she's mad that she didn't have that the first time around because I think she is married again. Mama Dorothy's about to throw that shade about Chris not being able to come because he got shit to do. And then they were talking about the manager thing. And, you know, you know how Mama Dorothy feels about that. She's like, oh, good luck with that, Candace. Good luck with that, Candace. So from there, Wendy is hearing all this shit. And then she's like in her Fast and the Furious, like, get up, which she looked great, by the way. She she did look like she'd be in Fast and the Furious movie. Like, fuck yeah. Like, hire this bitch, okay? And then give her a homewares thing. Come on now. So she was listening to Mia and Dorothy talk about the Chris situation and the manager. And then Wendy's like, "Mm, you can't be coming after people's family like that. She didn't say it like that. We all we all know she didn't say it like that. But here's my thing. Wendy, relax, girl. She's not coming after her family. She's not talking about that. They're just talking about how basically spouses I think it would be hard to be in a business with your spouse. That's what they're talking about. They're not coming after, oh, well, Chris is doing this and Candace is... Like, relax, Wendy. You're still butthurt with the whole Eddie rumors, which none of them even started. But then Mia gets a little messy here, but it's great. She asks Dorothy, oh, well, is Chris getting paid for all his work? And then, oh, everyone is hearing this. Even Ascala hears this. And then she goes over to Giselle and Robin. She's like, I can't be around this. Mia's asking Mama Dorothy about if Chris is getting paid as manager. (laughs) Yes, Giselle, thank you for saying everything that we wanted to know in the first place. She's like, well, is he getting paid? (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm doing a lot of claps here in this episode. I love it. So Robin said the same thing. We all want to fucking know, is he getting paid? It's a yes or no question. I don't think that's, I don't think that's too much to ask. We want to know. How's he getting paid? Is it in the bedroom or is it with a check? We want to know. So then Wendy, snitches get stitches. Is that what the, the saying is? Snitches get stitches. Wendy snitches it out to Candace, saying, hey, you know, Mia's going to your mom and asking if Chris is getting paid and all this shit. And then Candace is like, I am the artist. She's like trying to tell this in her head. (laughs) She's like trying to calm herself down. She's like, I can't deal with this. I am the artist. I have to be strong because I have to do this music video shoot and we don't have the cars. So we have to figure this out. Candace, you are strong. You will do it. You're going to do this drive back video. (laughs) That's what she was doing in her head. I'm convinced. But you know what? She did some problem solving here. They didn't have cars. So you know what? She's like, my girlfriends have nice cars. Let's use their shit. And guess what? They did. All right. Way to problem solve, Candace. That's really great. Good for you. And then at this point, Mama Dorothy takes current aside. I just love saying her name like that because Ashley introduced it to me. Thank you so fucking much, Ashley Darby. I fucking love it. And it's great. So Mama Dorothy's talking to current and she's about to spill some tea about Chris. And this is what she says. She's basically saying, you know, he quit his job and I just want him to like refine himself and move up. But he's not doing that. He's doing like some side gig. She's basically putting him down because she's Mama Dorothy. And I think she she would put anyone down. I really do think that. Even, even, even. Okay, I feel like 
No, I don't even want to say that because I don't want to, that's some shade shade. I don't want to do that. But I do think that she would put down any person that she would meet in her life. I do. She's just that type of woman. That's why her and Ramona could have their own show. And I think people would watch it and they'd fucking love it. Bravo. You're welcome for the idea. And then Mama Dorothy pulls Robin aside and then she's talking about Chris doing the side gig again. And then she's like, yeah, but it's a big house. <gasps> Mama Dorothy, are you helping them for their mortgage bill again? Are you helping them? Are you flipping them a check? We need to know. Robin needs to know, too, because she said it in her confessional. <laughs> so we all know where Candace has clearly gotten her elitist attitude and basically her bitchiness and her maliciousness, if you ask me. Way to go, Yin's girls. Chris then, oh my God, this is like fucking Ratatouille up here. He comes out in his fucking like cooking shit. He's getting, he's like, fuck this shit, fuck this shit. Chris, where did you come from? I'm trying to figure out where you came from. We didn't even see you get out of a car. It almost seemed like you were doing like some Texas Chainsaw Massacre shit, like coming out of fucking nowhere. I was like, where is this guy coming from? It was crazy. So he's coming up. He's pissed off that shit didn't happen the way that it was supposed to. But he was basically saying he can't be around. He don't want to give the bad energy off to Candace. And then even Candace was like, I can't. I don't want to be around this energy right now. Remember, she's the talent, honey. Okay. She doesn't. Huh? Okay. I find that funny to me, quite frankly. It's like, yeah, you could be talented, but like, you're not a fucking like, you're still a fucking human being. You shit out of the same asshole that everyone else has. You wipe your ass like everyone else does. Ugh. Rant over. <laughs> And then after he leaves the video shoot, he just leaves to the side. He doesn't leave, leave. But the video shoot goes off without a hitch. Everything looks really great. I'm excited to see the music video. I have not seen it yet. I did, however, hear her new single, Benefits. And I do have to say, I like that song better than the drive back. You don't want a relationship. You just want the benefits. It's nice. I like the melody. I like the vibe. Very chill. That's my type of thing. So check it out if you haven't seen it. Yes, Candace, you're welcome. I just gave you free publicity with a little bit of a melody sung here and there. So the music video is a wrap. The problem solving great from Candace. Good job. But listen, cut fucking Dorothy out of the fucking shot. Do not include her in your music video, Candace. I'm not going to take you seriously, even though I know that you don't give a fuck. And clearly, who am I, right? But I do have to say, I think it is kind of weird that you want to start off this big-ass music career that you say that you want to, but you're going to have your mom in your music video. Wait until after you've, like, been Beyonce and then have your mom come in your fucking music video. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I just gave you a Beyonce reference. You're welcome. Not that I... I'm just going to shut up. So now we're going to go to Dueling Divas. Actually, no, we're not going to go to Dueling Divas because quite frankly, there wasn't anything crazy that was really a duel in this episode. I mean, you have your issues here and there with the Mia and the Candace thing, but it wasn't like an active duel during the show. And Karen and Giselle had resolved that there was nothing there. So I wouldn't say that there was really any Dueling Divas, but there was a lot of Weekly Shade, and now we're going to go to that. Okay, so the first Weekly Shade is from Mama Dorothy. I did say it earlier on during the main event discussion, but it is pretty funny. So it was her throwing shade to Candace about her damn sofa-ass couch, okay? 
Apparently, she thought it was a first apartment looking couch. Okay. But that was shade and I didn't appreciate it because I'm pretty sure I would never be able to afford that type of couch. So Mama Dorothy, I got a bone to pick with you. So, but that was funny shade, but not nice shade at the same time. You know what I'm saying. So next one, next one is when Mia, she's talking about Candace to her husband, about the whole manager thing, the husbander. And she's basically saying, Candace, if you keep going down this road, girl, you're going to be a one hit wonder and then your album's going to flop and then we're not even going to know who you are. <sighs> That's it. Cue the Candace remark talking about her big ass feet. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's already out there. And guess what? She's probably thinking of another one in the future. But that was good. Next shade. Kern. Three wicks, honey. The three wick candle versus the one wick candle. Sorry, Dr. Wendy. You only have one wick. I have three. So Kern is... (laughs) I'll just say Karen. So Karen was talking about how she has three wick candles. It's very different from Wendy because Wendy has a one wick, which is really just an area. It's going to be for a smaller area in your house, like a powder room. But Karen has the three wick candle and basically it's going to cover more uh, square footage, if you will. So that was some funny, weird-ass shade that I have never heard of before in my life, but I appreciated it. Thank you, Karen. You can always deliver the weirdest shit. The next shade is from Giselle when she showed up to the suburban parking lot with a tractor. They were all trying to figure out where the fuck is Candace? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't want to be here. I'm going to be in my car because I'm freaked out. This is like never, never land over here. Like, what is going on? So that was like not really shade, but I just wanted to talk about it. So then this is some good ass shade. Candace about Mia, honey. Whenever Candace found out from Dr. Wendy that Mia was in fact trying to get the deets on if Chris is getting paid. We all want to know. So Candace says in her confessional, she says something like, you know what, because your husband came and got you off the curb and he's paying you a salary to be your trophy wife with bubble lips and big ass feet. Don't try to come up into my business. Now, you know that's a Candace thing. Who else would think of something like that? The only other person that I could think of is Ashley. And she's been pretty non-shade throwing as much uh, since she's had kids. But I'm really hoping that it's going to come back because I do love her shit. So that was a Candace jab to, it was a jab to Mia. So it's a Mia jab, not a Candace jab. So the next one, ooh, I would say this is probably the weekly shade. This is the best one because it was, it was mean. It was actually a mean shade. Mama Dorothy, honey, you know she's a mean bitch, but we love her on the boob tube. Whenever we found out that the music video went off without a hitch, everything was great. Candace goes over, talks to Chris. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Then she's also deciding, I don't know if this is where we're going to go for the future. She's saying that in her head. And then Mama Dorothy, she's throwing a little dig at Chris. Because she's looking at Candace and says, see, mom power, we always help keep it going. Because she's basically saying, hey, Chris, you fucked up. You didn't follow through with my daughter. And I'm always going to be here to save the day. So fuck you. Yeah, Mama Dorothy is evil. I don't think she is a nice person. I wouldn't say that she's evil. But I really don't think that she's a nice lady. (laughs) I really don't. So he supposedly screwed up, but he really didn't screw up if you think about it. He called the fucking place. They screwed up. He made sure everything was in line. Hey, one o'clock, be here, blah, 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 blah. 
And they didn't fucking follow through. So I wouldn't put it on Chris. I would go over there and be like, what the fuck company of the cars? You fucked up. You need to give me something because your business was whack as hell. What the fuck are you going to do for me? So I don't really think it was Chris's fault. He's just going to get the blame because he's the one that planned it. Chris, I'm on your side for that. But you know what, Candace? You problem solved. Yes. So as Mama Dorothy was saying that, he heard it and she said it because she wanted him to hear it because I really don't know. I really don't know if Mama Dorothy likes him. I really don't. That's too bad because I do think that Chris is a good partner for Candace. I've said that before. I do think that Mama Dorothy would be a fucking nightmare to have as a mother-in-law. What do Yin's guys think? Let me know. Am I the only crazy ass bitch that would think that? Because I don't know. I wouldn't want her to be my mother-in-law. That's all I'm saying. So now we're going to go to the quote of the week, baby. There wasn't really any quotes that were like amazeballs to me. Yes, I said amazeballs. I'm fucking sorry. (sighs) I only had one and it was from Uncle Lump. But I do have to say one will surpasses and I'm gonna say Uncle Lump's first (laughs) he did this is just a good quote to have in your life period it was referring to how Michael is doing better with everything and like he's not being shady as fuck as he usually is and then Uncle Lump just says and this is quote whatever happens in the dark always comes out in the light I'll say it again that's pretty powerful to me Whatever happens in the dark always comes out in the light. Thank you, Uncle Lump. That's good. But I would say, people, the quote of the week for me, and I don't even have this verbatim, but this is just fucking phenomenal. Jenny's little girl from Salt Lake City. Yes, she has fucking stolen it again, okay? Stole the show again. She needs her own fucking snowflake whatever. She was telling a joke in the most recent episode of Salt Lake City. And it was something like this. This is not verbatim, but it was something like this. What does the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean have in common? And then her mom's like, what? And she's like, nothing. They just waved or something. What the fuck was the joke? It was something like that. It was Pacific Ocean. What do they have in common? Nothing. They just wave or something. It was ridiculous. It was like a what people would call a dad joke. But I just thought it was phenomenal. I do love this girl. She is... I don't know. She's my favorite child out of all the housewives, I do have to say. And there are some good, I'm trying to think, are there children that I actually like? I I think Brooks is cute. I like him and Meredith. That's cute. But like Jenny and her daughter, fucking yes. I'm excited for that season. I'm excited to see where Potomac is going to go. How is the relationship between Chris and Candace going to be with the husbander shit? What else did I see from the preview for next week? Uh, a podcast party for the reasonably shady but then we find out from watch what happens live the other night that Candace had her own podcast before the other girls did hers and she didn't want to take the thunder from them whatever so that's gonna happen and I think Mia and Candace start getting into it so that'll be a duel we'll have that for you next week 
champions. Guys, thank you so much for fucking listening week after week. And, uh, you know, follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. And, you know, go on the Apple Podcasts, subscribe, like, share with your friends, give me a five-star rating, shout out to me on my DMs, whatever. And uh, I hope you guys have a great week, and I shall catch yins next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 